The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. The Fool on the Hill. <laughs> is, is this about a politician? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. You know, the real circus is in Washington. <laughs> Being for the benefit of no one. Mm, hmm. The benefit of Big Pharma, baby. Being in the benefit for themselves, the ed- not their constituents. Mm, happiness is a warm NRA. Oh, hey now. I'm an all-star. Nobody wants to know him. He sees just a fool. Uh, this song reminds me of Eleanor Rigby, except if the main instrument was the recorder. It's about a misunderstood, dismissed human being. A Paul character story that isn't corny at all. I'm almost proud of Maka for this. Musically, I like how it gets a little dark at the close of the choruses. Then Dakota brightens up. Yeah, I mean, lyrically... Like you forget, I think you kind of forget about this song, mm. in a way, and it's I think it's one of Paul's best, honestly. It's, this is a fantastic song, but musically, <laughs> man, that recorder's annoying. <laughs> like really annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I've complained about like the harmonica and all that. Sure, I will. I take all that back, man. If we can just get rid of that recorder. <laughs> What's well, so like? I hate the. Recorder. Well, I mean, it's fortunately they didn't just keep using the recorder for a bunch of songs afterwards. And yes, get, it, absolutely. This is just a color in the palette that they used once, mm-hmm. but they didn't need to use it that one time. <laughs> oh, all right. I think they could have just used a flute, just like they did in the rest what, of the What, they Jeff Rotel? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that. Using the recorder. I little fool. All right, the fool of the hill was Paul's major contribution to the Magical Mystery Tour EP and album. In the companion TV film, it appeared over a sequence shot on a hilltop near Nice in France, which you can see on the YouTubes. Uh, John was complimentary of the song. Uh, it shows he's capable of writing complete songs. That's sounds like a teacher <clears throat> talking about a student, but okay. Such a backhanded compliment. A little bit. A plus. Great job. The song was composed on the piano of McCartney's father's house in Heswall near Liverpool, hitting a D sixth chord, according to Paul. In his authorized biography many years from now, Paul says he first got the idea for the premise from the Dutch design collective The Fool, who were the Beatles' favorite designers in 1967, and told them that they had derived their name from the tarot card of the same name. And Paul later added he was also thinking of somebody like the Maharishi, because his detractors called him a fool. Because of his giggle, he wasn't taken too seriously. Alistair Taylor, in his book Yesterday, reports a mysterious incident involving a man who inexplicably appeared near him and McCartney during a walk on Primrose Hill and then disappeared again, soon after McCartney and Taylor had conversed about the existence of God. 
In Taylor's account, this incident pr prompted McCartney to write The Fool on the Hill. Spooky. Apparently, while John and Paul were composing with a little help from my friends, you know, while they took a break, Paul played The Fool on the Hill for John to hear. And John's like, oh, you should write that down. And Paul said, he won't forget. And he didn't. Paul never forgets. Uh, Paul does not forget. Don't forget that. What? Uh, Paul decided to go to France to film the Magical Mystery Tour sequence, taking with him Mal Evans and cameraman Aubrey Dewar. Or Dewar. Despite having no money or passport with him, he managed to talk his way through customs. Ah, it's a different time. 11 Yes. <laughs> I bet he smoked on the plane, too. I bet he did. <laughs> the sequence was filmed in the mountains near Nice shortly after sunrise. Uh, he later said, we shouldn't have really had just one cameraman. It was anti-union. Boo. That was another reason to go to France. The unions wouldn't have allowed it in Britain, nor probably in France, but they didn't know we were doing it. Thumbs down. Uh, the Love remix of The Fool on the Hill featured cellos from I'm the Walrus, drums from Octopus's Garden, horns and vocals from Mother Nature's Son, and a tambour drone. So, stuff besides a recorder. Uh, on September 6, 1967, Paul recorded a solo demo of The Fool on the Hill in a single take. He played the piano and sang with no other Beatles appearing on the tape. The demo later appeared on Anthology 2. A reduction mix take six was then made, onto which McCarty had a double-tracked lead vocals and recorder solo, which Andrew loves. So much. John and George filled track four with bass harmonicas. A tape loop featuring a flourish of slow-dug guitars was also added to the fourth track. This could be heard immediately after the final line, and the eyes in his head see the world spinning round. The, it was like, that, that one. Free flautists. Added their contribution, scored by George Martin, to the suggestions of Paul. The flute parts were recorded on a separate tape. The song plays over the opening titles of the 2010 J. Roach film Dinner for Schmucks, hmm. marking a relatively rare example of a Beatles recording being licensed for use in a feature film. It's interesting because around that time was the social network, which ended with Baby or a Rich Man, and there was a Ricky Gervais film. Where uh, he was a dentist that um, could see the li see the dead. Um, oh yeah, and it started with "I'm looking through you." <laughs> so, 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 like during that time, it it was more acceptable, or, or it was more lax apparently, to put a to get licensing clearance. Well, that was like when did the Beatles just a like totally sidebar here when did the Beatles I remember it was a big deal when they were all of a sudden on iTunes but when was that I know I re I'm pretty sure they were first on Spotify like Christmas time 2015 okay and I think they were on iTunes before that or maybe it was after hold on why weren't the Beatles oh, so what are the other so what are the other Roger before or after Reports at the time claimed that Paramount DreamWorks paid $1.5 for the song, although Paramount later said the figure was under $1 million. In 2012, The Fool on the Hill was ranked the 420th nice best classic rock song of all time Q. by New York's Q1043. Q1043. 
Get the lead out. In 2006, <laughs> We play Mojo. nothing but Led Zeppelin and Billy Joel. <laughs> in 2006, Mojo ranked at 71st in the magazine's list at 101 Greatest Beatles Songs. Time Out London in 2018 ranked it at number 34 under the list of the best Beatles songs. Do you do you have an answer for our iTunes question? Uh, sorry, I, I think it was around that time, like 2010. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so I, I'm I'm guess I'm wondering if it was like a it was a time when not the Beatles. Uh, I'm using this term when the Beatles were for sale, like mm. they were open for business. Because I remember very there was like a. Didn't like Steve Jobs use like the like Sergeant Pepper to like demonstrate the no gap playback in the and the iPod and that being a big <clears> thing? <throat> it's like maybe that that would that would track. He was a Beatles fan. Uh, so I'm reading it was in 2010 after seven years of delay, after protracted legal, financial, and creative negotiations. I, I, I do remember it was a the thing was like way back when Apple computers got started they had to sign a thing with you know Apple records mm-hmm. like oh we're ne- we're never oh okay well we won't uh, dabble in music and they at the time they're like yeah whatever why would we do that and then you know iTunes became a thing years of decades later and then. They got into legal trouble. November 16th, 2010. Ah. Which is when D- Dinner for Smucks was in 2010? 2010. Yeah. July 30th, 2010. Mm. I never saw it. McCarty included the fool on the hill on his 1989-1990 world tour. Keen to embrace his Beatles past, he played it on the same multicolored piano he had used for writing during the 1960s. He introduced the instrument as the Magic Piano. His performances of the song incorporated sound bites from Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. His press conference on the final day of the world tour, McCartney commented that the song was about someone who's got the right answer, but people tend to ridicule him. By the late 1970s, The Fool on the Hill was one of McCartney's most widely recorded ballads. According to According to an author, it was especially popular among cabaret performers during the late 1960s. And a bunch of artists have covered a song. We don't have to get into them. Love Count, Zero. Josie Scale, Is This Song Better Than Your Love Buddy Outfield? I, uh, I'm really generous this week because uh, I, 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 I didn't realize I loved uh, Magical Mystery Tour as much as I do. Yeah. I give this a yeah. <laughs> there you go. I I've written down a question mark here because I'm not mm-hmm. sure because I think lyrically it's fantastic musically it's great but there's just like one thing that really pisses me off about it and it's that goddamn recorder so I'm just gonna have to overlook that recorder bit and just give it a yeah hesitantly <laughs> but a yeah none the same and I'm gonna write that that's there so you know when we tabulate. Mm-hmm. It's fine. A win is a win. What, what, whether or not you're a fool is beside the point. I don't think you'll be considered a fool for saying yeah. Time will vindicate me. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. 
But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine